0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Steelers Show. I'm Chris Pew. Got Joe Frost with me. Hey, Joe. What's up? Paul Janchek was watching European football, MLS, tonight. Um, so he's not able to join us. It's American European football. Oh, American European football. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I don't know how to say it. It's tough. Yeah. Um, yeah, so tonight uh, we're going to try and combine a couple different things together. We're only going to have one segment this week because there's no Steelers game next week. Uh, Next week, we'll have one segment as we preview the Bengals game. But, hey, we got that off week. Uh, Joe, before we start, I don't like the off week. Let's get right to football. I don't like this Labor Day weekend, no NFL. What do you think?
1: Well, given that we've extended the, the regular season now already by an extra week, I, I think I'm okay with it. You've got all the preseason games, and then you have, you know, Liberty Weekend where you've got uh, the end of summer. You know, you kind of you wrap yeah. up all these other things. And I, I feel like a, a one-week opportunity for some teams who made it through preseason with extra injuries or – recognizing that they have a lot of work to do in order to be ready for the regular season. I, I think I'm okay with a, a one-week break in there to make those final adjustments.
0: Okay. I I kind I of feel like I get teased with NFL football if it's a preseason. Right. It's like they take away for a week. But, I mean, I, I, I guess I can relax and we're getting there. It'll be mm-hmm. okay, right? It's your last chance to watch some baseball. Okay. <laughs> well, I got to say too, you got college football. Um we talked to earlier on our other shows about Ohio State and Notre Dame. There's a big game on Saturday night. I think there's a Sunday night college football game if I remember right. So you got football you can watch it today. It's not the NFL, but you got some stuff. So it should be good. Well, we obviously we talked about the Steelers here on this show. Uh, we're going to look at their final roster, and as we look at the final roster, we'll look back at last Sunday's preseason finale. Steelers defeat the Lions 19 to nine. They end up the preseason three and zero. Joe, we're undefeated. There you go. Fantastic. Well, hey, it's I don't pretty. Know what
1: more you can ask for? You got, you know, a quarterback position to fill, and you got three quarterbacks playing some reasonably solid football all through uh, all three games.
0: So we don't have much to complain about, uh, but we'll find a way. Yeah, definitely. All right, so we're going to go position by position, kind of give you what the final uh, roster is, or at least the roster as of Wednesday night, and we'll tell you what we think about it. Um, Quarterbacks, kind of surprising, Joe, to be honest with you. Um, Steelers end up with Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph. Uh, Chris Oldokan, uh the team's 7th round draft pick, got cut. <clears throat> and there was some talk that they could possibly bring him back. But he signed with the Chiefs today, Joe. So Oldokan's no longer for the Sealers. He's going to be in the Chiefs practice squad. It's um, very kind of confusing that they went to the trouble
1: of drafting him <clears throat> in the 7th round only to cut him like that. I understand that you, you make the cuts and you... Uh, you have the expectation that he's going to be available to, to sign back on with the practice squad, but clearly the fact that he got definitely the short end of the stick all through uh, preseason um, definitely put him
0: in the position that he didn't feel very welcome in Pittsburgh. Yeah, apparently the Steelers didn't see enough for him to keep around. I would imagine, uh, they've got, I, I believe, six or eight of their practice squad guys are filled up. They don't have a quarterback yet. So I would, wouldn't be surprised if you see some quarterback, probably a young quarterback, being added to their practice squad uh, probably in the next few days. Uh, but, you know, looking at that Lions game, Trubisky, I was telling Joe before the, the podcast, um, he did lead the Steelers to 16 points in the first half. Uh, the catches. He had two drives to start at the Ever teams 20, where he went three and out. I mean, the, most of the first half, didn't look that great. But then he had a real nice 90-yard uh, uh, touchdown drive in the two-minute drill. Uh, Trubisky ended up 15 for 19 for 160 yards, a touchdown. Quarterback rating of 128.3. Um, Joe, I, I think Trubisky, he'll start the year for the Steelers. I got a feeling they're going to turn the pick at some this year. But I think Trubisky at least has the same job for now. I don't even feel like the leash is that short for him.
1: Okay, Uh, I I don't disagree with you that at some point I could see Pickett taking over. Uh, I think it's more likely that that's going to be because of an injury or something like that to Trubisky. That's more likely than them just saying, eh, we're done with Trubisky, let's just move on. Uh, I don't, I'm a little uh, skeptical about an arbitrary decision there. Uh, and I don't feel like the leash is going to be short. I think it's going to be a little bit long and Trubisky is going to have some rocky moments and that's okay. Because if we were, if we can look, take off our rose colored glasses from the big Ben era, even when he was prime, there was still some ugly football in the middle of uh, those games. And some of those seasons, even when ultimately things were going well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It- the only thing i would disagree with is even if trubisky plays well say the sewers start like one and four two and five you know they may just say hey it's now time That's to go to the young guy right. <laughs> right 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 mean, he's once, going along fine and they're one and four what well one thing no one thing is say trubisky has decent stats and the sewers are just not doing well record wise sometimes in those boat you say okay hey let's try out the younger guy uh but well let's see let's see what happens um Uh, Kenny Pickett didn't look bad, 10 for 14 for 90 yards. Uh, Mason Rudolph, uh, there's some talk that the Sears may try to trade him. Everything I heard, I think they got some offers, but nothing significant enough to say, hey, let's get rid of Mason Rudolph. Uh, Rudolph didn't play that much. He went 0 for 3 during the game. Um, Hey, we don't have a uh, whole lot of details on offers that they might have gotten, but it's probably something where
1: it's a really late round pick. Yeah, Uh, offered in return, and that's not something that's going to be that attractive to the Steelers at this point, especially having lost uh, Oladokun at this point. Um, So they really don't want to find themselves in a position where something happens to uh, Trubisky, something happens to Pickett, and they don't have another option, even if it were something like an Oladokun there. uh, They're not likely to give up uh, Rudolph unless it's something
0: good in return. Everything I'm hearing is hey, you never know. If you wait till the trade deadline, um, you know, based on wherever teams are, if there's an injury or maybe a quarterback that's not performing well, maybe the mark for Mason Raw picks up around the trade deadline. We'll have to see. Right. All right. Um, this is where I start to scratch my head, Joe. Uh, rushing. Najee Harris has a Liz Frank injury. Kind of revealed that in the sideline. Um, apparently, he's okay. They're saying he could be 100% by Game 1. But he kind of revealed uh, why he was out for a little bit. Um, it's a little scary. Liz Frank sometimes persists. Hopefully Najee's okay. Um, he ran four carries, 10 yards. Uh, you know, just getting, getting loosened up a little bit. Um, he's going to be your starter. No questions asked. Uh, your backup, Jalen Warren. Seven carries for 11 yards. <clears throat> Again, preseason little concerned. I thought Jalen Warren overall has had a good preseason. It just, you know, he wasn't at his best. Uh, controversial decision. <clears throat> I told you this last week, Joe. Benny Snell ended up making the 53-man roster. I think the Steelers understand it's not for him as a running back. It's for him as special teams. Uh, the Steelers did initially cut Anthony McFarland, but he came back on as a practice squad member. So, Joe, running back, we're looking at Harris, Warren, and Snell, and your practice squad guy for now is Anthony McFarland. What do you think? (sighs) I'm not thrilled. Uh, I'm not heartbroken
1: because I think Warren's an interesting new addition in there, and I think it's the right choice to have Warren in there instead of McFarland. But uh, I I I like Benny Snell as a person. I like the special teams' contributions, but I would have more confidence in a different
0: uh, an, a different backup in the running back uh, room. Everything I heard, um, you know, the Steelers acknowledge that McFarland's probably a better running back than Snell, but um, Snell was a much better special teams player. And see, here's the other thing. I kind of like Anthony McFarland, but if other teams like the Anthony McFarland, there's no way he would have lasted and became a practice squad player for the Steelers. I right. mean, there's a reason why he stuck around. I'll, I'll tell you, Joe, the one guy out there that was kind of like, wow, hopefully they get him, Marlon Mack. I don't know if you yeah. remember him. Mm-hmm. He's been hurt for the past two years. But before that, he was a really, really good running back with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, he spent a couple injury-plagued years with the Texans. He got dropped from the Texans. And I'm like, oh, man, everybody's going to be after him. Nobody picked him up. I mean, he's literally on the practice squad now for the Texans, which is kind of crazy. So I think you could tell with some of these teams. I know some of these guys are like surprised the Sears didn't go after him. But man, if and Mac was that big of a target, you'd think Malin Mac would have been picked up by somebody and not gone back to a really bad team as a practice squad player.
1: Yeah, I. Yeah, it's such a strange thing whenever we get to this point and everybody has to get down to 53. Uh, you just feel like there's some really good people or people who have a good history who are just sitting around on practice squads or, or cut loose entirely. Um, but we have to remember that over the first couple of uh, games of the season, stuff's going to happen. People are, aren't are going to deliver. People are going to get injured. And people like Mac are sitting out there ready to go. So. There may still come a time.
0: Yeah, and that might even come before the start of the regular season. I'm mean, assuming as we made two trades that we'll talk about a second once we get to those positions. There's always more moves coming. And again, if you're listening to this later in the week, we are taping this Wednesday night. So if something happens after that, that's why we haven't mentioned it yet. Um, let's look at the receivers. Uh, some interesting names here, um, potential moves. Uh, hang on just a second. Um, a lot of guys that we knew were going to make the team uh, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, George Pickens, uh, Calvin Austin III made the team. I'm not sure if they made the move yet. Widely anticipated that Austin will go in the IR for the first couple of games of the season. So they also have Miles Boykin, Steven Sims, and Gunnar Ozuski. Um, and again, the thought is. You may not see Austin for a couple of weeks, and that's why it looks like Boykin and Sims have made it. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about Johnson, Claypool, and Pickens. We know what they could bring to the table. I thought Miles Boykin, he's another good special teams player. He he actually made some nice catches in the preseason. I don't think he's in your top four for the Sears receivers, but <clears throat> he looked good. Steven Sims, uh, on another podcast, they used to trash Steven Sims, but Steven Sims looked good. He had some. A lot of speed. He made some really uh, splash plays. And Gunnar Olszewski, uh, we originally thought him just as a kick return, but he's kind of making his presence shown on the receiving court, too. So Sewers have got pretty good room here, I would say.
1: It's been interesting to see Olszewski and Sims both seem to make connections <coughs> with, with both Trubisky and Pickett. Uh, it seemed like there was a lot of, uh, you know, solid down the field throws and uh, touchdowns being made by both of those guys uh, during the preseason. You're like, oh, Sim's got another touchdown. Oh, oh, big, big reception by Oczewski. And you're like, that's not what I was expecting to see. But with some of the stars, you know, the people you're expecting to see sitting on the the sidelines getting their rest or Austin, who's been injured, uh, it's been a great opportunity for some of those guys to build those connections with the quarterbacks.
0: They started preseason having, like, Anthony McFarlane return some kicks. I, I think you could see Olszewski will probably be your first option. Sims returned some kicks, too, you know, pretty well. So, yeah, they've got some interesting names. I, I'm liking what's happening there. Um, there is one receiver that they had to cut. I'm trying to grab the guy's name. Uh, he also looked pretty good. And there's some talk saying that he might end up on the Steelers um, practice squad. And I am blanking on the name, so let me get that for you. I just want to guess here. What position was he? Receiver. Um. Uh. Sneed, Vaughn's, White. Vaughn's. Vaughn's looked good. If you remember, Vaughn's caught the winning touchdown in the Week One preseason win. Um. Again, very low on the depth chart. I'm not saying he should have been kept or not, but he's looked good and. Um, I, I think there's a reason why, as of the moment, the Steelers still have a couple practice squad spots. I'm sure they'd like to bring him back if he wants to. Um, he seemed to like it in Pittsburgh. I think the problem is that the room is so deep that you know it's going to take an injury above him. But he he looks good. So when, anytime you've got to drop good players, that's a good sign for where you're at for Steelers. So uh, good good for them. Um, same thing there with tight end. Uh, Jake Sembrenner, uh, they dropped, uh, he played for Green Bay, uh, he caught some big passes from Aaron Rodgers, uh, but he got cut, but the Sears tight ends, looking pretty good, Pat Farmouth, we know all about him, uh, Zach Gentry, um, he, he's become a really good blocker, uh, he doesn't catch as many passes, but um, he's a much needed <laughs> uh, blocker, because we're going to talk in a second about the offensive line, and they need all the help they can get, and then Connor Hayward, Looked pretty impressive. Uh, He'll be your third tight end. Uh, He's played some H-back. He's been kind of a utility guy. And again, once the regular season starts, I don't think that you're going to see a ton of Connor Hayward. But I'm impressed with what he brings to the team. I think overall it's a stronger tight end uh, room that we've seen in the past for the Steelers.
1: He at least seems to be able to catch the ball, which is nice.
0: Well, I was a little bit critical when they drafted him in the sixth round going... Please, I'm hoping they're not doing that just because obviously Cam Hayward's a blood member of the Steelers. But I think Connor's shown stuff on his own where it's not just, hey, let's bring in Cam Hayward, younger brother. He really did
1: to me. I mean, he
0: came out with a lot of energy, and he worked in a,
1: couple, in a variety of uh, positions where he was functioning strictly as the true tight end. He did some runs out of the back, and his ability as a blocker, even though he might not be as big as a gentry, uh, I, I think he's got a lot of tenacity and a lot that he, a lot of heart to show and uh,
0: is desperate to prove that he wasn't just picked up because his last name is Hayward. Yeah. Let, let's turn to the weakness of the team. Um, pretty obvious. Uh, the offensive line, very rough performance to say the least. Uh, Steelers had one drive where they had back-to-back holdings and right after that they had a false start, which just destroyed the drive. Um, it, they were very deep in Lions territory and turned into a Boswell had to kick a near 50 yard field goal game, points on the drive. Um, man, look at these te- guys that made the team. Uh, Kendrick Green, very rough preseason. Some people say maybe he shouldn't, he shouldn't have even made the team. Um, you know, he was struggling as a center last year. They wanted to put him at guard, they thought it would be better. He looked tough there. Uh, J.C. hassenauer uh, I know Pauls loves J.C. Uh, J.C. didn't look bad, he, he's a backup center. I mean, that's who he is. Dan Moore Jr., looked good at the end of the last year for the Steelers. Very rough uh, preseason. Uh, he's your starting left tackle, but I'm not sure how long that's going to last. Uh, Mason Cole Center, I've seen some decent stuff out of him. Some rough stuff. Uh, Chooks Okafor, they pay him a lot to be the right tackle. Uh, Joe, he's probably been their best offensive lineman, which isn't saying much. It's crazy. Uh, James Daniels, a little disappointed so far. Uh, he was supposed yeah. to be your most talented lineman coming in. Uh, he was a pickup from the Bears. He struggled so so far, had some penalties in the preseason. Hopefully he could turn around. And then finally, Jesse Davis. Uh, the Steelers got him by trade. Uh, I, think, I believe from the Vikings. Vikings, yeah. Yeah, um... He played a lot of tackle last year. And um read something he gave, like a bunch of sacks in one game. Uh, if you look at his pro football focus rating, it's very low. Um, but I'm hearing more things that if he actually plays guard, he plays better. Um, but again, Jesse Davis is your veteran swing guy. I mean, Jesse Davis isn't going to be your uh, starting guy. He may have to start depending on where the line's at. Uh, but some move the Steelers may at the end. Uh, they were supposedly after another guy from Carolina. They couldn't get him so they ended up with Jesse Davis. Hopefully, I know the Sears can't change offensive lineman each week, but hopefully they can end up... Uh, they need to find a little bit more talent there. That would be nice. More talent. Yeah, and it's hard this time of year. I mean, you can't just start trading first-round picks for stud linemen. I mean, just think, if you're an NFL... Team has great linemen. Why are you going to trade them right now? I mean, you want them for yourself.
1: Well, somebody um, out there has a, like we've got an embarrassment of riches in wide receivers. Somebody out there has an embarrassment of riches with offensive line. There are people who've been cut who are better than who we
0: have right now. And hopefully the current offensive line, I know you can't change from terrible to fantastic in a week, but at least both be half decent because if not, that alone could derail the sewer season. They've got you know, they've got good elements in other places, but the line scares the heck on me, to be honest. All right, let's look at defensive line. Now, Joe, it's going to get better. Defensive line is a lot better right now than the offensive line. There's a lot of a lot of good names right here. Yeah, and they actually had to drop a couple of good guys. Um, the Davis brothers were having a good preseason. Uh, they got dropped one. of The guys got re-signed to the practice squad. Uh, but a lot of these guys are guys that we've talked about. Obviously, you got Cam Hayward, Larry Ogunjobi, uh, Martavius Adams. He's been out for most of the preseason. They say he could be injury injured reserve uh, candidate. Uh, Isaiah Latter-Milk, uh Tyson Looney, uh Chris Wormley, uh, DeMarvin Leal. Uh, Joe, if you get a chance, there's probably some Leal uh, highlights on YouTube somewhere. Oh, I've Leal. already watched some. Yeah, really good. Leo had a really good game against Detroit. Yeah, um, yeah so I'm I'm impressed. And I, I really think Leal's going to get some playing time. I, I think, you know, there are guys with more experience than him above him. But I think the Steelers are going to kind of rotate a bunch of guys in. I, I think they find, like, I love me some Ty Lulu. I'm so excited he's back. But I think he can't be a four-down <laughs> player. He, I, I think you need to rotate some of these guys in. Um, and I, I think it's going to be a better line if you give everyone, um, sh- some shots up there. Yep. Yeah, so, I, I mean, that's what looking with the defense line, I don't see, I mean, the abs injury kind of concerns me, but other than injuries, you know, we're good here, I'm glad they got the group in, just for the love of, you know what, please stay healthy. <laughs> that's my, uh, plea to the line. Uh-huh linebackers, um, some interesting moves. Uh, Devin Bush, uh, he actually made one or two really solid plays against the Lions. He still had some rough plays, so I'm not sure if he's going to end up being a starter. Uh, Miles Jack looked really good in the preseason. Very good. Uh, Obviously, TJ Watt (laughs) is TJ Watt. Uh, Thankfully, TJ Watt got hurt, Joe, and there was some speculation it could be a really serious injury. Thankfully, it wasn't too much of an injury injury. Yeah, it was um, on his knee, so it was pretty rough. But Well, it led to some questions. Uh, Tom will play a lot of the in the second quarter. Now, I know he kind of treated it as a dress rehearsal, but man, um, you know, there were a couple big injuries. I mean, Deontay Johnson also went down. Now, thankfully, he's okay. He thankfully, shoulder, but that's just, it was just a play that he's diving for a ball and landed on a shoulder. I mean, that's
1: yeah but man gonna go I, I love Tomlin's steadiness and calmness to say if you're gonna box you need to spar um, that's just that's just it. They've been out they've they haven't played them a ton and they're gonna be playing in two weeks against in real games that mean something and so they've yeah. got to get out there and do something.
0: Yeah, I, I think just and hope
1: freak that. things happen. Somebody rolls up on your knees. Somebody comes up from behind. You dive for a ball, and somebody lands on you. Like, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I got mixed feelings. I mean, you can't uh, wrap them all in bubble wrap and right take them out and think they're they're human beings. They got to warm up. But can you imagine if TJ Watt out for the year? Oh, that have been rough. Yeah, it would uh, be rough. It's awful. But again, you can't just keep them in bubble wrap.
0: Yeah, no, I, I definitely get where you're coming from. Um, let's look at the other linebackers. Alex Highsmith. Big gear for Alex Highsmith. He's been dinged up a little bit during training camp. Um, He's starting out the year as your outside linebacker. But, man, when you're playing alongside TJ Watt, I, I would expect I'd like to see more from Alex Highsmith. I mean, you've got at least two blockers on TJ Watt. It should open up some um, room for you. Let's see if Highsmith could take advantage of it. Uh, Robert Splaine. Um, he's a guy that if Devin Bush falters, you might see Robert Splaine in the starting lineup. Uh, Derek Tuska. Not a huge Derek Tuska guy, but he kind of ha- is hanging on. He was your third outside linebacker until the Sewers made a trade, Joe. Sewers pick up Malik Reed from the Denver Broncos. Malik Reed is coming in as the third outside linebacker now. Moves Tuska back to number four. I'd like to move. Uh, the knock on Malik Reed is he's not a good uh, run defense guy, but as a guy who could come in as an outside linebacker, uh, he had eight sacks two years ago, five sacks last year in a reserve role. I, I think he kind of fits what the Steelers need—a little bit more experience as their number three guy.
1: I, and I think ready to step up if Highsmith isn't—he's isn't, yeah. uh, what he needs to be. He's either uh, not healthy or uh, just not not getting it done.
0: You know, Malik yeah, he was right there. And they had to trade like a sixth round pick uh, for Malik Reed and a seventh round pick. So it really wasn't a huge. You know, they have to trade a lot of assets for him. So, And then keep eye on Mark Robinson. Uh, I'm starting to hear some talk could Mark Robinson be the guy that starts near uh, Miles Jack, which would be kind of a jump? I mean, Mark Robinson was your seventh round draft pick. Um, but, you know some questions about Devin Bush, some questions about Robert playing. Mark Robinson has had a great preseason. He made a lot of plays. The knock on Mark Robinson is he kind of reminds you of Vince Williams. And we love Vince Williams' tenacity and aggressiveness. Vince Williams kind of... Vince Williams isn't a great 2022 linebacker. Uh, they're asking the linebackers now to do different things than when Vince Williams was great. Uh, and you are saying Mark Robinson could have that same problem. But, hey, if Mark Robinson's making plays, I'm not sure if he should start inside linebacker now, but give him a little bit more playing time and a chance to shine. Yep. All right. Right. another future for him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I- again, maybe not start it right away, but let- let's see what happens. Uh, cornerback. Uh, Joe heard a rumor over the weekend that the Steelers actually looked at Joe Hayden and said, are you interested in coming back? Joe Hayden said no. Uh, some people thought Joe Hayden's right now is looking for a starting role, and the Steelers really can't provide him with that. So right now, they're going into the season with Akella Winterspoon, Cam Sutton, who had a real nice game against Detroit, Levi Wallace has looked solid, uh, your fourth quarterback, Arthur Malay who wasn't terrible last year, and then James Pierre. I like James Pierre. Uh, Pierre didn't impress as much last year. Hopefully he can um, play better and learn from some of the guys above him. Um, Not a knock-you-out set of cornerbacks, but I remember a time where Ross Cockrell, who wasn't a good uh, quarterback, was your number one quarterback for the Steelers. This is a lot better than they used to be. Yeah. Alright, and let's look at safeties. Uh, Tough news. Uh, DeMonte Kazee I uh, got hurt in the Detroit game, uh, but he's only going to be out for six weeks. So he's going to go in the IR, but um, he's not out for the season because uh, he looked great in a couple of the first preseason games, Joe. Mm-hmm. But, the, uh, but thankfully, he'll be able to come back. But the Sears have some decent safeties. I mean, obviously, Minka Fitzpatrick is a good uh, safety. He's all right. But, yeah, Troy Edmonds. Uh, a lot of uh, times we've not trolled Edmonds in the past. Troy Edmonds has looked great in the run game so far in the preseason for the Steelers. Uh, Miles Killebrew, he's more of a special teams guy. He's done some stuff when he's had to play safety, but he made the team. And Trey Norwood. Uh, Trey's a little rough in spots, but Trey's looked better. And I'd like to see how Trey Norwood develops this year, too. Very much so.
1: I mean, it's not it's not a defensive back list full of... You know giant stars other than Minka, but uh, it definitely seems like a crew that can work together to co- to
0: cover what they need to cover. The guy I like to make fun of a lot, Marcus Allen, who has a uh named similar times to obviously the Raiders no with us. icon, yeah. Well, no, they're saying he could come back, um, once he put gets put in the IR, right? Uh, they, they did drop out on talk is they'll probably bring him back to replace he at least for the time being. You haven't got rid of Allen yet, Joe. <laughs> well, he's not there now, so there's still a chance. <laughs> I heard a crazy rumor, and I, I'm going to keep saying crazy right now because I, I don't think it's true. Um, Tyra Matthew took the Saints off his uh, social media and everything. They're trying to figure out something is going on there with the Saints. Uh, somebody speculated he might get, like, released. I can't believe that would happen because the Saints spent a lot of money on him. And guaranteed money, too. I mean, like, right. they made a big signing bonus. But some people say he may, may not even start. Who knows? I, I was secretly hoping that if the Saints did the unthinkable and released Matthew, we can get Matthew at least to replace Kazee, but I think that's wishful thinking. That would be... Amazing. Alright, finally, the um, specialist, uh, Christian Koontz is your snapper, loan snapper. Uh, Presley Harvin. Love me some Presley Harvin. Presley Harvin looked rough at times last year. Lots of stuff going on in his life. Uh, I think he lost uh, a couple family members, unfortunately, uh, that passed on uh, during the season. Which, you know, Joe and I can talk obviously it's difficult whatever profession you're in and to lose two during your rookie year, man, uh, he was going for a lot. Um, I think it kind of showed in his punting, but Joe, the times I saw him punt, he looked really good in the preseason. Hopefully he can kind Seems of maintain get, it. Seemed to get some of that form that
1: back that he had when he was coming in. He was booting the ball like crazy, uh, and then he just didn't show up in that rookie year. But there's a lot of changes in that rookie year, so Hopefully he's in a better headspace now and can,
0: can get back to kicking like, like he did. Chris Boswell has looked a little bit human. He connected on a 50-plus field goal, uh, 50 yards or longer against the Lions. Uh, but, he had another field goal blocked. He missed another field goal earlier this year, and I think he missed the extra point in the preseason. Yeah. Not the best start, uh, but it's Chris Boswell. I, I think we're going to hang on to him. Hopefully he rebounds and looks good. Uh, it was funny, Paul mentioned this last week. Boswell, his whole career, he's had very good years. He had one really awful year, and hopefully he gets snap out of there. I'm hoping this isn't a predictor of things to come. So
1: Yeah.
0: All right, so like I said, they're your Pittsburgh Steelers for the year. Uh, you might see some more changes. Uh, the Steelers aren't that far under the salary cap, so I wouldn't expect to see a ton of signings, but you never know. They may pick up some somebody if they can find somebody cheap. Uh, they were at $9 million before uh, they traded uh, for the two guys. I'm thinking they're about 7 or $6.5 million under the cap, so they don't really have that much more room to add anybody, but you never know. Maybe they'll add somebody small before the beginning of the season. All right, so looking ahead, Joe, Next week, we're going to preview the Bengals. We'll have one segment next week, and then we'll get into a regular schedule of two segments, one looking at the previous game and the next looking at the week ahead. Any your thoughts on the Steelers? Uh, I'm taking one more so check.
1: At this time, you know, it's we're, we're, we now have a clearer picture of what's going to happen, uh, who they've got to move forward with. Uh. I, I feel as comfortable as I think we can at this point when there's so much changeover happening.
0: A uh, couple really brief things. Um, once the season starts, we'll also take a look at some of the AFC North games out there. Um, but, but kind of uh, interesting notes from some of the AFC North teams. Uh, Baker Mayfield. I, I got to tell you, Joe, I'm looking forward to the Bengals. Uh, Steelers is going to be great. But, man, that Browns-Panthers game is going to be a must-watch, Joe. Watching the Browns go up against their former guy, Baker Mayfield. Um, there was a report, I don't know if you saw this, Joe. I did. That Baker Mayfield said, I'm going to F them up when talking about the Browns. Baker denied saying that. Man, it's going to be a wild day in Carolina, Joe. That's that's all i got to say about that. I mean... I just come to the place where I think, so what?
1: He absolutely should have that attitude. If he didn't have that attitude, I'd what are you dead? I mean, you're gonna have to. The way that the Browns treated him, good grief. If uh if he if he went in, I'm saying that he wanted the best for them and really hoped that they they would get the win. Like what are you even doing in football at that point? It's it's kind of dumb to think that he wouldn't have said something like that. He should have said something
0: like that. It was interesting. He denied it. Because you know, you don't want to create bulletin board material. You want to, you want know, to say the, yeah, in your head, you're like, man, I'm going to destroy him or everything. But you don't want to create bulletin board material. So say the right things in public. Joe, I read some behind the scenes stuff about it. Apparently, he said it on just a casual matter to to the reporter. Like, it wasn't, the the camera wasn't rolling, and the reporter ran with it. (laughs) So, apparently, there's a lot of bad feelings right now about that, you know, between Baker and the reporter involved. You know, you can, you can, you
1: can be unhappy with him as a, as a fan of the, of the Panthers. I could even see some of the coaching staff or the, the front office not being happy about it. But that guy single handedly in a five word sentence said offhanded to a reporter just generated thousands upon thousands of hours of sports talk people oh yeah talking about
0: this as if it's a thing. Next week of we'll work I'm going to be writing a lot of Baker Mayfield sort of God feeling just based on Lots to write about, you know, lots going on. And, and yeah, you're right. I mean, any player's going to think that. You just don't want that to be out in the media, though. So, very interesting. Uh, the other thought that was kind of interesting, apparently, uh, Lamar Jackson still is signed, Joe. And it's quite possible Lamar Jackson could be a free agent after the year. Um, I don't necessarily want Lamar Jackson in the Steelers, but I'm interested to see what this uncertainty is going to do to the Ravens this year, because obviously Lamar Jackson is going to be their quarterback. Um, it was interesting. There were some thoughts to say that Lamar Jackson turned down a $250 million guaranteed contract. And apparently Lamar Jackson responded to a fan on Twitter saying, man, that never happened. So apparently there's some debate going back and forth on what these contracts are even worth or anything. I'll tell you, there's still a lot of NFL teams mad at the Cleveland Browns for giving Deshaun Watson all that guaranteed money. Uh, Because you look at the AFC North, I mean, Joe Burrow's going to be asking for a contract before long. Lamar Jackson's going after a contract. Uh, Thankfully in Pittsburgh, you know, Kane Pickett's a couple years away from having that discussion. But man, that really reset the quarterback market. You know what happened with Deshaun Watson. And it could mess up the Ravens this year. Uh, I feel like
1: the Ravens are in such a weird place, and they were last year. I don't feel like that's changed much for this year. Uh, they don't need any extra drama right now, um, but they've got it, and that's a bad place to be in.
0: And the Ravens still have not addressed their wide receiver court. I mean, the well, Ravens going to be a tough team this year. I'm not saying they're going to stink,
1: but... We even have one of the receivers
0: from last year. Yeah. I mean, they haven't addressed it. They, they picked up a running back, um, another running back, Moz Boykin from Miami. He was the guy I was hoping the Steelers would take a look at. But, man, all your running backs can't play receiver. And I'll tell you, Joe, uh, the Browns, uh, I, I caught a little bit of hill last preseason game. They got Amari Cooper who's inconsistent. What do they have after that receiving? They got a couple of young guys that haven't proven themselves. And... One of their highly talented young receivers has had like four or five drops are his preseason. So the Browns... And they got to try to catch Jacoby Brissett's passes. Yeah, and I was talking with Peter Holland, uh, our Canton Repository reporter, they's giving us some extra Browns insight. He's looking at... He was telling me that he thinks for the Browns have a realistic chance at the playoffs. Um, in the first 11 games where Deshaun Watson's out... He's thinking they would have to go six and five or seven and four, because you know Deshaun's not going to come back and win six games in a row for the Browns. I mean, just he's going to be rusty and everything. So he's guessing. I mean, six and five and seven and four, uh, and he, he's not sure if his Browns team can do that. And I don't think they can. I, I don't either. think that they can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he's like it's Jacoby Brissett. I mean, he's not the worst and uh, Joe. there's and you know we're finishing up with this. There are some people, Josh Dobbs has had a lot of playing time in the preseason for the Browns. Yeah. Some people think Josh Dobbs could be better than Jacoby Brissett right now, which is kind of crazy. I love Josh Dobbs. I loved him with the Steelers. I'm not sure if Dobbs is better than Brissett, but it kind of tells you where the quarterback situation is right now. And people are raising that question, is Dobbs better than Brissett? Crazy stuff. All right, any other thoughts about the Steelers or... Any ever AFC North stuff we you poke fun at? Mm-hmm. Next week we'll preview the game. Uh, we'll take a, a closer look at the Bengals. I'll tell you the Bengals wrestled a lot of people. Their defense looks pretty good. Uh, some of the young guys, but Joe, their offense didn't really play that much in the off in the preseason.
1: We'll save a lot of this for next week, but I I still feel like there's a lot of lightning in a bottle that happened for Cincinnati last season. And it remains to be seen whether or not that's going to strike again.
0: It'll shock you. And I don't think the Sewers are going to go that far in the playoffs. This game is reminding me a whole heck of a lot of what happened last year when the Sewers went to Buffalo to open the year. There you go. I think the Bengals are going to end up being a good team. I'm not saying they're going to be awful this year. But I think they're right for the picking. Uh, Buffalo was last year. That's why Pittsburgh won game one. I can see this going close to the same way. I don't be shocked if Pittsburgh pulls off the upset in week one. Yep. Nope. All right. And again, check out Cash App. That's our sponsor. Um, great way to save money back and forth to each other. All right. Well, Chino, thanks again, man. This was good. It's good to end up early. Sometimes we're podcasting. It's almost one a.m. in the morning by the time we're done. We're we're, we're off a little earlier, which is great. Fantastic. So. All right, for Joe, this is Chris. Thanks for checking our show. Have a great night, everybody.
1: Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley.
0: Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun.